The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. Today we're going through the forwards and talking about all the locks, the possibles, the probables, who we're passing on. Let's go! G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys AFL Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at Ball Boys Fantasy, joined by Luke. How are you, man? I'm going good, mate. I'm going good. Um, you, make haven't, it. you haven't changed your shirt since yeah, Tuesday. Neither What's, of going you? What's going on? Yeah, we're not. We're, we're making not. a bloody habit of doing these back-to-back podcasts, man. Last time we recorded back-to-back, Alistair Clarkson was coaching all <laughs> Yeah, again, so, so not talking about any coaches today, or we hopefully. Know, you don't know what could happen. Yeah, this uh, yes, keep your ears peeled. And, uh, you know, if, if we stuff up, which, you know, more than likely, oh, uh, let us know in the comments <laughs> below. People, Feed us, people guys. People do know that. It's <laughs> yeah. like you make a mistake and just yep. people go They're hard. jumping on it. And, you know, fair enough, fair enough. It was pretty accountable. It was pretty tough. Oh, I, I dropped a lot. Uh, yeah, anyway, we can say whatever the fuck we like. <laughs> oh, our podcast, our podcast. <laughs> just, just put that little E there and it covers it all good. So okay. anyway, back guys. Back. Let's see what happens. Let's go. We're going to talk about the forwards. Um, last podcast, we talked about the defenders. Just going through basically the most popular players as well as some guys that we are considering for our team. Yep. Letting you guys know whether or not we are considering them as a possible chance for our side whether they're likely to be in our side as a probable, or if we're passing on them, even if their names basically is the way we're doing that. But to start off the show, we're going to go through our locks, the guys who, mm. at least in our opinion, uh, well, at least my opinion, I made this list, <laughs> um, should it's, it's be... It's Mitch's show. I'm yeah, it's, it's, yeah, right. nah, it's all good. <laughs> well, I think you agree with most of these guys. No, with I do. Me. I'm taking um, now, these guys, I think, should be in every side. Yep. Um, now, we'll talk about this in a second, but whether or not they're actually in your forward line, mm. but all these guys are forward eligible. So, lock number one, most popular player in fantasy, or second most, I think, behind um, his teammate, Josh Dunkley, 55%. Lock him in. Should be 100%. Should, should we? Yeah, should we? I think I think of the people taking this game seriously, he will be in 99.5% of teams. Yep, I uh, think so. He, I mean... He, he gives you a captaincy option, but... He's, Captain option. He's I think he's guy. underpriced. Yep, with the new role. Clear uh, number one in this yeah, position. Just locked. We don't, we've don't. we talked about him enough, yeah. haven't we? Timmy Taranto, I'm, I'm there as well. Lock him yeah. in. I think he can easily go... Well, not easily, but I think he has the potential to go 110. Um, I think he's separated himself from 
the uh, I think he's in his tier in a tier of his own at number two. He's a lock the man. forwards for and me. The weekend actually made it even even more of a lock yeah. for me because Richmond, like, let's be honest, we got sucked done. ass. Yeah. And <laughs> Timmy T just found a way. Yeah. He just found doesn't need just, to be winning. You know, forty odd at halftime. Didn't even kind of, tackle. Yeah. No, I just kind of ticked over, and I, I was I was shook to be honest. I was like, how has this guy yeah. done this in, in a side that was honestly I, abysmal? So. I'm very excited to have a good fantasy yeah. tiger in my side. Yeah, so that's um, that's going to be very exciting for yeah. me this season. The next lock I think that I've got here at 44% owned, Connor Rosie, has yep. done everything that I wanted him to do this preseason. Um, you know, the time on ground last game, the high CBAs, yep. uh, the fact that, you know, Butters kind of stumbled a little bit in the preseason. Uh, I think Connor Rosie, you, we were kind of, you know, flipping, flopping between the two. I think Rosie has definitely yep. cemented himself as the guy to choose there. So, As much as Butters has gone down in my calculations, Rosie has risen. He's at a great price, 88 price tag. I think he could probably get close to that 100 mark. Um, so, and that's going to clearly put you in if the top six CBAs, forwards. I'd be pretty confident. Yeah, I think he can go over 100. So, I think that's great value. And yeah, he's a lock for me. The rookie is the next guy here. I probably should have put him first because he's got more ownership. But 46 yep. percent, uh, Harry Sheasel, the uh, the Sheasels, Cheezels. Um, he he's a lock for me. Uh, whether it's D five, D sorry F five or F six, I think he is going to be the best scoring forward rookie. Um, he just looks class. I think he has played time on the wing, time on half back, time on forward. No matter where he is, I think he's going to score decently. Yeah. He probably will score better if he was in half back or on the wing, but he gets up the ground. I think he looks good in that side. So, and I think his job security is really good as well. So, locking him in. Job security was was the point that I was going to bring up, yeah. and, and I agree there. I think uh, playing at, at North Melbourne helps that, and, and yeah, he's locked into my side too. Yeah, that's it. So Harry Sheasel is the lock there. So there's four locks already in our forward line, and I've got one more. Uh-huh. Errol Goulden. Mate, Mitch, lock. Mitch had him on the, the probables list, and he just went bang, bang, bang. Nah, he's stuff lock. it. Lock him in, well, guys. This has now been called on Twitter, welcome to the ball, boys, Errol Goulden for yeah. the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we, we're on brand. We're, yeah, we've locked him in. Well, I think we were one of the first guys to be at least super <laughs> bullish on Errol Gould. It was on obviously a lot of people's radar. Yeah, yeah. But we were we were early to the party. We I can claim him as our boy. Yeah, Roy was keen on him. I, I want to give credit to Roy. He was on to him early. But yeah, you know, our podcast did come out before well, this. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but like if you listen to if you listen to Twitter or look at YouTube, there were so many people. Oh, on to him just in yeah. secret. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. Now they've come out. He was everyone's like, little secret. Everyone was a little hush yeah. hush. And then he, Don't he talk about him. Screwed that up. So yeah, uh, yeah. He, he's a lock at the moment with what he's done. Um, let's hope that those CBAs stay where they're at, and he'll go and do his thing. I would imagine. Yeah. So you've got. In my opinion, five must-haves in your forward line. So it doesn't leave a whole lot of room no. for creativity, which I think is, you know, I don't think that's crazy to say. It seems to have been the narrative for the forwards most of the preseason that you can get a lot of those guys in there. Um, now, we'll talk about a few of these other guys that also enter a lot of teams, but before we get there, like, what are your thoughts in terms of having a mid, uh, sorry, a forward in your midfield? Are you looking to do it at the moment? Um, and if you are... What's your reasoning behind that and, and maybe reasons why you don't want to do that? Uh, so at the moment, Dunkley is my M1. So he's in the midfield and it's... Look, it, it's purely at the moment there's... I'm spending a bit of money in the back line mm-hmm. um, and I know what you're doing in the back line. It's giving you the flexibility to to change that so you yeah. don't have to do that. And then the other thing that I've got there is I've, I've got a couple of 
guys in the forward line that I'm, I'm keen to select. So a guy that we're going to talk about in just a second, I've still got him in my team when I know a few other people are jumping off him yeah. at the moment. And um, I'm still keen to select him, but I'm not necessarily keen to select him at... Um, the guy I'm talking about is, is Toby McLean. Yeah. I'm not yeah. keen to select him at F... Five, five. It's, so a bit, that's it's a bit much to where pay that up. restructure yeah. comes. It, like, could that change? Yes. To do um, that, you'd have to you'd have to downgrade one of your backmen to, to make that happen. Yeah, so. and that's what I, I'm currently not wanting yeah. to do. So that, yeah. that's my rationale. Fair enough. Thoughts. Yeah, I, I think that's that's fair enough as well. And I, I look, I, I don't think that it's it's a bad thing to have the forward in there. I think where people look, it, put it this way, I would much rather have, for example, if you're choosing between two value options at a similar price tag, and you've got someone like an Errol Goulden and then someone like a um, who am I, Tom Green or a Chad Warner or some of those types, I'm picking Errol Goulden over those guys because I think they've got comparable upside based on their price and one of them at the end of the day is going to be a top six in their line and the other one will not be. You'll still need to upgrade them, guys. So I think when the upside is similar... The differentiator that one is going to be a keeper and one is going to be not yeah. makes perfect sense to me. So in that instance, if that's where you're deciding, I would 100% all the time go that way. Um, where I'm different to you is I don't have a Toby McLean yeah. in my team anymore. So I'm just trying to get four big dogs in my midfield, four big dogs in my forward line, going very much more of a guns and rookies in those lines um, and, and just avoiding those mid-prices in both of those lines altogether. So, so riddle me this: is the is the forward in the midfield more of a mental thing? It's just, I mean, like because it's because you're taking up a spot there. So, if you think that there is another option in the midfield that you want that you think is value, then you, you're you're denying yourself the opportunity to do that. So, so by you having Dunkley there at M. One, yeah. um, you know, you might be denying yourself the ability to have a Jack Steele there. You might be denying yourself to have the ability to have maybe both Cogs and Bont. You might have to choose between the one. Or, you know, it's it's that Cogs kind of a thing. Kelly Sorry, Kelly and yeah. Bont. Um, and 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 so, you know, that's that's a choice, obviously. But if you want both, then I think that's when you've got to move those forward guys into the forward line um, and maybe forego someone like Toby McLean and then just have the four guns in there, maybe two rookies. Or if you really wanted to have Tony McLean in there, have him at F5 and maybe put someone like a Philippousis onto your, <laughs> onto your bench. Nice, I'm glad you're on board. Uh, yeah, I'm on board. Uh, so that's, that's the kind of structure thing that I'm looking at at the forwards. I have a strong preference at this stage just because of the way I'm looking at it to keep him yeah. in my forward line. But I wouldn't begrudge anyone who, you know, like I said, if I'm choosing between green and um, someone like a Goulden, I'm picking Goulden every day of the week because I think he's more of a chance to be uh, a top uh, six in his line and a keeper at the end of the day. So let's move on to the rest of the guys that you know are highly owned. So the next one here is Stephen Canelio at 24% uh, ownership. He's sort of like that fifth guy in terms of the forward premiums. Um, so if you were taking what we were talking about before, if you wanted to have five forward premiums, yeah. I think you have to have them in your midfield. Um, you have to have one of them in your midfield. I think so. Like yeah. In my opinion, I, I don't like going five premiums and then one rookie. That's It's just batting too deep, in my opinion. And you're limiting value rookies that you then not have. You value rookies. And then, and then I know it's not something that I always preach, but like say the DPP rolls around round six, we get ourselves a Christian Petrarca. Maybe we get ourselves a, a Max Gorn or someone like that and, and they're going well and they're yep. doing better than some of these other guys. I do just like to allow myself the flexibility to to get one of those guys. Last year,
year, we didn't expect a Bontempelli to be there or a Bailey Smith or yeah. a, a Luke Parker. Those and those guys were all top, you know. Yeah. I think this year these are going to be more likely to be the top of their line guys, but um, I'd rather be doing four premiums than five. It's just my opinion. So Cogs is the one that falls out for me. So for me, he's a pass. Uh, yeah, Cogs is a pass for me for, for all the same reasons that you mentioned. There's good, just uh, I'm not going to be picking five, and he for me is the fifth. He's the most expensive as well. He's the most expensive outside of Dunkley, who's obviously kind of in his own category. Yeah, I, I, keep, um, I keep saying he's the most expensive. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, Dunkley. Yeah, in it. but Dunkley, like, yeah, he's a captain option. Cogs, you're not putting the C on him, so yep. it's kind of a different thing you're comparing him to. Um, so yeah, I think I agree with you there. Uh, next guy here, James. Um, you want to pronounce this Make one? Make something up and then we'll get a funny joke out of it. Uh, James Societus? <laughs> I think it's Cheetus. Cheetus? Is it actually? How was that say Cheetus? Tell yeah. me what makes the ch I'm, sound in that, in that I'm, name. I'm a cultured man. <laughs> okay. I'm a worldly. No, I'm going to find out you talk okay. about it. Okay, all right. But James Cheetus, Cheeto Cheetus. Um, I bet look, it's nothing like that. 24%. Uh, pass easy, easy pass for me. He's kind of we had the Gould, uh, Will Gould in the last uh, podcast who was at seventeen percent. This is the guy that has just been sitting in a lot of people's sides uh, for whatever reason. People remember his name from last year, but I don't think he's going to be there round one. If he is there round one, he's very likely to be a sub. And last year, I think he played like one game where he played like something ridiculous like 35% from the full game or 50% from the full game Um, because Stewie Doo doesn't like those young guys very much. So for me, James Titus, or Cheetus, sorry, is... I've literally just made something up. I'm trying to find something, but I I absolutely have no idea. Yeah, okay. But he's an easy, easy pass. So 23% of sides have him. Get him out of your side, guys. Get another rookie onto your team. I mean, to be fair, like I've got guys in there at the moment that are essentially placeholders until we find out the rookie. Yeah, but I think it's we're getting close to the season now. Like it's time to to wait till selection. Like we'll go to teams. Yeah, but he shouldn't be. Like, there's, there's we've like got a, a better idea of other guys that are going to make it there. Yeah, I think I think so. You Some know, people put, will be hanging out for a, a 200k rookie. And like, oh, yeah, put Fergus Green in there. Put um, you know, we'll talk about these guys later. Sam Sturr, Alwyn Davy. You know, the the cyclist. You know, you've got to start to be prepared to have those sort of guys in your team. But yeah. uh, for me, James Chitus. Cheetahs, what is it? I forgot Chibata. it already. Chibata. <laughs> he's not going to be there round one. Uh, so get, yeah, he's Somebody let us know how to pronounce that name too. We, uh, poor yeah, sorry for butchering it or if we've offended anyone's <laughs> culture or something oh. like that by, by butchering that last name. But yeah, I don't think he's going to be there. The next guy, we've alluded to him before, Toby McLean, 23%. Yeah. I'm a pass. Uh, oh my days. Yeah. So you're not even a possible now. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think I'm going to go there. I don't think uh, he's See, because that's, that's been a full-on backflip. Yeah, I, I, he was sat in my team for a long time yeah, this preseason, he, yeah. and he's a pass for me now just because I've got those five locks that we talked about before. And um, four locks, or no five. Remember, we put Errol Goulden in the locked category oh, sorry, for the sorry, Fords. I'm talking about your Ford line. You've yeah, got, you've got four of those guys. Yeah, I've got I've got four of those guys or five of those. Sorry, add yeah, Sheasel. add Sheasel yeah. in there and. Um, and I think I'm going to go a rookie there, just structure wise. So I think so you're for me, yeah, I think like I think that. that's the way I'm leaning. So for me, I'm going to pass on Toby McLean, uh, which is, is very surprising. Two weeks ago, I probably wouldn't have said that. I would have said it is at least possible, but I think I'm passing on Toby McLean. Is there a world where you go to to the um, uh, 
forward in the midfielder. The only re- the only world that I saw that happening was if Dom Sheed was not going to be there for round one. Okay. And just before we started recording this podcast, we saw that he is going to be able to play yeah. round one. So with that news in hand, that makes him a pass. But prior to that, he was possible. With that news, now he's a pass because I just don't see the room for that kind of player in my team. So yeah, so, um, so I- Mitch is off maybe for structural reasons. If yes. you if you were off Toby McLean for the low score on the weekend, I don't know if that's. No. Yeah. yeah. He's so, still upside. And I, I think, like, for me, he fits the definition of, of the kind of guy that he's had a low score. Don't be reactionary there. Like, he, I would imagine, I'd hope he's going to have reasonable job security at the moment. I would think so. And he's cheaply priced. I don't think just, just the score on the weekend is enough to get off. So if that was what was making you do it. But if you've got a better option now and you've got structural reasons, then by all means, yeah. please go ahead. Um, but if it's just purely a, a reactionary thing, so what is he I for you? He, just let me put it this way: He yep. was out of my side before the weekend, okay. before the game. Okay. Like he so wasn't in my so side. It was purely structure. Yeah. So the the, the no weekend of the game that. didn't change him. Like I, yeah. I, you know, just just to poke my chest out one more time, I did have Errol Goulden <laughs> in my team before that game, uh, and Toby McLean was out. So uh, again, not not reacting to that one, but it, it didn't help his cause in my opinion, and sort of made me feel a bit better about that. Yeah. But um, yeah, that's sort of my reasoning. So is he possible, probable for you? Or uh, he, well, he's currently in the team. I haven't changed much. Does since. that make him probable? Yeah, I guess it does. I won't. I won't hide behind anything. It probably does still make it probable. I don't think there's any wrong with him. Like he's he's cheap. Like he's priced at forty five or whatever so that, worst that case is. Scenario so for me, he could be if if I think he can still go first, seventy. Well, if he comes in the first couple of weeks and it's just obnoxiously bad and stinks it up, it's not hard to fix. Is it? You yeah. go down and find a yeah. rookie. So. And you've got some decent rookies in the forward line as well of that sort of just like that you know hundred k hundred and twenty k cheaper. So yeah. so uh, I think at the moment it's it's a probable and uh, easily fixed in my opinion. And the other thing with your team with your structure because you have that guy in the fo- in the midfield you've got a lot of options that if you wanted to you could flip him you've got a, a bigger range of players that you yeah, can move I've him to you could you could go to a Warpool or you could go to you know some of those other guys in the midfield as well as you know the guys in the forward line so yeah. you've got a lot of flexibility there you could probably even swing DPP enough to get him into the, the defence if you wanted to so yeah. that is the advantage of having that midfielder or that forward tucked away in your midfield. Um, for guys like that, if they do fail, you, you can flick them around pretty easy. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
Uh, the next guy here, uh, a bit of a drop-off now from the ownership. So those guys are clearly the most popular guys in the uh, in the comp. But next guy here at 14% owned is Jason Horn Francis. I think it's actually Jason Horn Francis. Oh, jeez, you're picking up my spelling errors here. Um, so let's uh, correct that one there. Um, 14% owned, I'm a pass. Again, a lot of these guys are going to be structure-dependent for me. Um, you've just got... Like we said at the top, there's so many locks in this line. Yeah. I'm not messing around with a guy like this. Uh, any other year, perhaps he's a guy that comes into calculations. Uh, but I still think he's going to be pretty up and down. He's he's going to be pretty consistent for me. But he's getting more CBAs than I thought he would at this stage. Yeah, I, I still think I still think he's going to go more than what he's priced at. But like yeah. you said, we, we've he's got unders. so many good options, and uh, and for me, he's just not doesn't present enough really really obvious value to to be a guy that you can't miss out on. Yeah, so I'm going to group. I'm going to group these next two options: Josh Sin and Jacob Van Ruin, uh, thirteen and twelve percent owned, respectively. I think both of them are pretty easy passes for me. I don't expect them to be there round one. Both of them, I think, probably more Van Ruin is not going to be a good scorer anyway. So even if he was named, I don't think I'd want to go there if I can find another option. And I think Josh Sin is actually injured at the moment, so I don't think he's going to be available for round one. So for me, again, pretty similar story to the Cheetahs earlier. Find a better rookie uh, bench option there, guys. It's it's time to start thinking about other options if you've got them there as placeholders. So uh, you passing on both these guys? Yeah, nothing more to be said on those guys, I don't think. Belly Humphrey. Um, Humphrey B-Bear. Yeah, he, he's a guy... Did you... Yeah, you yeah, yeah. The, the kid, the kid show, right? Yeah, the, the guy with the, the one with the hat. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. <laughs> I thought maybe it was a unique thing that I only watched. No, I think I think I watched it too, mate. Uh, oh, <laughs> back. Sorry, I thought it was, thought it was a pod. <laughs> a pod, a point of difference. Um, so next one. <laughs> Thanks for spilling that out. <laughs> I thought you meant like a podcast. No. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Let's let's get away from Humphrey B. Bear. But Humphrey uh, Bailey Humphrey, the football player. He, he's someone that I was considering, but he didn't play on the weekend. Um, I was trying to figure out why he didn't play, and I, I don't, I can't find anything as to why he wasn't there. Maybe he's just out of favour and, and not close to the, the 22, but, yeah. um, he looked good in that first practice match. Um, you know, had a friendly-ish role. He's someone that if he and Philippu were named together, I, don't know which way I would go because I think Philippou probably scores better as like a... He's got better numbers as a junior, but his role doesn't look as friendly as a Humphrey. But right now, because he didn't play on the weekend, I'm just going to say possible, more trending towards unlikely. But there is a chance that, again, depending on the rookies being there, he's a guy that I could see, you know, as a decent option if he is named. What are, you, uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Humphrey B-Bear <laughs> um, and Bailey Humphrey? Yeah, it, I mean, it, similar thoughts to you, to be honest, Mitch, in terms of... Um, I feel like in terms of those kind of rookie price guys, we're saying all the same things, are we? It's yeah. very much, it's like, will he be there? If he is, is he going to get a friendly role? What do we think of job security? So I kind of share similar thoughts yeah. uh, on him. Sam Sturt is a guy that, um, you know, might be firming up to be a, a bolter to get into that round one Frio team. Yeah, looks solid um, so he's on my bench at the moment. So I think, uh, again, compared to a few other rookie-priced guys, a lot of them are sort of those sort of pressure fours, those forward pocket sort of types. He looks like he could at least be, potentially, if he's in the team, getting up the ground. So he's sort of, if named, one of the higher priorities in terms of those 200k guys on my bench. So he's a probable for me. 
Same, probable for me. All right, uh, talk about this guy here. <laughs> I've talk. just I've just popped him in here because he's the next highest owned premium. Talk quietly, but because if you say what I expect you to say, Ellie could be beating that door down. <laughs> I should be rushing in here, but yeah, uh, Dusty Martin, what are you doing here? Pass, pass. No, yeah, <laughs> not in not in my let's side. Non verbal, yeah. so that we can't be heard. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Well, uh, Ellie's a big Dusty Martin, b- fan. big Dusty fan. I think she's more of a fan of his Bonds ads than anything, but. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, not. I think he's just kind of those guys. He's a name. People go, oh yeah, I remember that guy. He ran a brand. I remember that guy. Yeah. Well, he wasn't there much last season. I'll tell you that much. Well, Hopefully, he's here more this year. But yeah, uh, yeah pass for me. Yeah. Uh, Tanner Bruin. I, for some reason, I thought he might be a bit higher owned, but five percent. There's been a lot of talk about him recently. That's what only I was be. Say. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You think that because yeah, looking at Twitter, you, you think yeah, he's, he's a world talk of the town. But yeah, five percent. I agree that he should be lowly owned, and uh, I'm not going there. I just, I, again, I'm passing on all Geelong players to start the season, um, unless they're 200k. Um, I'm just, just not keen on a tarot. And there's none of those either. 200K. Yeah, exactly. So, nah, not, not keen on that. Again, but Nathan, pass, pass for me as well. Um, but obviously, if there are people out there that disagree, let us know why. Yeah, because um, we're always looking to, to learn some new things. Yeah, well. I mean, obviously, there are people that are keen on him. Some people who I respect their opinions, you know, other podcasts and stuff like that, um, do think that he's a decent option. So he could turn out to be a great option. But mm. I'm just personally passing based on structure more than anything as well. Uh, again, similar kind of thing to Dusty. Nathan yep. Fife is there at five percent. Again, bit of a name. Um, so I'm passing there. Yep. Maybe a few super coaches coming over, thinking that he's cheaper than he actually is, because um, he's an option in that format. But based on the AFL fantasy pricing mechanism, he's too expensive. Yeah. So maybe a draft option. Yeah, maybe a draft option, later. just potentially if he gets sort of that mid clock. But you know, he's been playing as a forward, uh, looking okay as a forward, and looking healthy, which is which is good for five. But yeah, classic. No, thank you. Shay Bolton, our boy, got decent midfield clock when he came back in. I've always kind of thought that he could eventually be a good fantasy option, but not at the Tigers. Not at the Tigers at the moment, and not with the additions that they've had with Hopper and Taranto. He's just not that accumulator. He's the kind of guy that you you watch a game of football and you go. That guy was easily best on ground, and then you have a look at his fantasy. Twenty-one score, touches or something like 80. that. Yeah, it is just like he took he took three hangers, he kicked four goals, he looked like he was everywhere, yeah. and then you look at eighty, and that's just. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, from a footy perspective, he wouldn't care. Yeah, no, he doesn't care. He's so. a gun. Like I love him, but yeah, just probably not ever going to be. I think that that big time fantasy stat accumulator. Yeah. He's more of an impact kind of a player. Yeah, um, so, pass on Shea. Yeah. Uh, Asava Radicalia is an interesting one. I could have put him in the Rucks thing as well, but also uh, potentially maybe someone that we put at a D5, D6. Um, F- F5. F5, sorry. F5, F6. Uh, I am a pass. He's in my Supercoach team, but um, he's a lot cheaper in that format. So, okay. maybe again, the people coming from that format are looking at Radicalia. Look, there is a world... Where he is a decent pick, um, but I'm passing just based on structure. What are, what are your thoughts? Same for me. I share that sentiment. I, yeah, I, I don't want to talk too much about these guys where Mitch and I just share a similar yeah. opinion. Um, so, yeah, same for All me. Right. Well, let's, let's rush through these last couple of rookies. Noah Long, Ch- uh, Cade Chandler. Um, at the moment, I have Cade Chandler in my side, but I, I don't love it. Weekend. Didn't he? Like, I mean, yeah. he's a bench option if he if he could be sold, but then he's also a little bit of a victim of the team he plays for as well, isn't he? Yeah, I, I, I was looking at his scores. He played a couple of games last year. Um, I just want to look up his scores right now because they were pretty stinky, and I want to remember if they were... A lot of them were sub-affected games. Uh, his average here... I've actually looked it up. It's 
two. <laughs> Based on three games. He had a 14, he had a five, and a six in his three games last year. He must be mates with Warple. All of them, all of them, he was the activated sub. So, yeah. again... Hopefully he's locked into their side, but again, if if I've got a few options on my bench of 200k guys, he is the first to go. Uh, so I think I'd rather the cyclist than a player Can like you imagine him. the cash generation, but yeah, well, if you're averaging six points a game, you could probably go backwards if, if anything. <laughs> no, no one's priced on 200k if he actually goes except there. for him. Somehow beats the system, but so Kate Chandler, he might be there round one, but if you can go anywhere else, I would recommend it. But right now, he's sitting on my team. So. Okay, played right on the weekend. Yeah, uh, Noah Long, I think he might be an outside chance to make round one, so I'm passing. But again, if he's there, that's why I'm going to put him in the possible. Yeah, categories. he's in the possible. So. Yeah. Zach Butters, he's actually, I'm surprised he's below a few of these other guys at 4%, but... Has he just, become a pass for you? He's a pass. Yeah, he, he was probably possible a few weeks ago, maybe even probable at some point in the preseason, but uh, with the injury, the AC, soreness, you know, yeah, limited it, CBAs on the weekend. It looked to me like um, Port sort of made their intentions known, and, and yeah, the, the fact that he's already somewhat injured <laughs> yeah. is just, uh, it's not great for, for yeah. Zach. Not great. My boy Dylan Moore, 4%. Do you want some tissues? Yeah, he's a pass. Yeah. He's, he's a pass. Tears. There were probably tissues for other reasons earlier on in the preseason. <laughs> it's, <laughs> but, it's a lotion. <laughs> it's a lotion. But now they're tissues of tears now. <laughs> it's a slippery slope. It really is. I feel for you, mate. But, I, I, mean, uh, I, I was, I was uh, your biggest hype boy. Like, yeah, I, I, yeah. I was, Look, we still love him. We still love him. Oh. And, and we're watching him still. If he ever gets a role change or something like that in the, pre, in the, in the season somewhat. That's the thing. He hasn't become a crap player. No, like, he's, he's not a not crap player. He's still a gun, it. but the role. Yeah, it's the role and sure. also the, the Errol Gould an effect, you know, we, we, we've moved on pretty quick, so uh, let's go on to the second last guy, Ben Cunnington, who did impress me in his game, and the fact that he was second highest in CBAs, I think that there is a world where he is a really good pick, so... Mm. He's a victim of the... Of, it's the structure, yes, again, he, let me say this, he's more possible than a Toby McLean to me, um, so... There's a bit of a price difference there, isn't there? There is a bit of a price difference. So I'm going to give myself the 1% chance that he's there <laughs> and I'm going to label him possible on my side. There's a huge price difference. Yeah, look, he's... he's so, a, so there's a, there's a chance that He's closer start... to like a Gould and then a, than a McLean, but... but uh, so so then if there's a 1%, it's a 1% chance, but yeah. I'll, I'll humor you. So yeah. if you start with four of those guys that we consider as locks... There's a chance you start with Cunnington at at, at uh, F five. F five, yeah, that would be the op- the the opportunity if I maybe don't go with a Philippusis or something like that. Um, that I do, which actually remind me, I don't think we've mentioned him here. We might have to go back to the top. Um, but yeah, I think that he is. Yeah, look, it's very low. It's very low, but I think I just want to highlight that if you were going something a little bit different, I'd rather be going like a Ben Cunnington than someone like a Jason Horn Francis. Yeah. I'd rather be going him than someone like a Tanner Brune. Uh, I'd rather go him instead of like a Zach Butters or a Dylan Moore. He yeah. would be the only guy that I would vaguely in, even entertain the thought of having in my side. Okay. Uh, pass for you? Uh, yeah, he, he hasn't really done much training with the boys, so yeah. it'll be out of the box. Yeah, okay. Uh, and the last guy here, and we'll probably go back up to Philippusis, uh, but Wayne Miller at 2%. The Mosquito. Yeah. Um, didn't play in the last Pracky match. Pass for me. Um, maybe... <sighs> Yeah, no, pass for me. Look, <laughs> like, I, nearly, I nearly did right it. Like, just comparing him to Toby McLean, the role for him looked... Well, well, on the game we saw prior to 
this weekend that he didn't play. Looked yeah. better than a Toby McLean. But I just think that he's never gone over 75 and Dawson is now in that team. So I'm still going to say pass. I won't even give myself that 1%. Yeah, yeah, don't do it. Uh, pass for me. Yeah. There's, there's scar tissue there. Yeah. Still healing. Still healing from last year. Uh, and I will just throw back, because we, we didn't talk about him. He's very popular. Uh, but Mark, uh, not, not Mark Philippousis, Matthias Philippou, I'm, I'm going to get stuck to that name. Uh, Matthias Philippou in like 46% of, of teams. So very this. Jeez, we really left him out. He should have been top, yeah. top dog. Yeah, yeah. he's... he's uh, uh, Some people are cooling on him based on the role. Um, I still the think... security is going to be pretty good in that St. Kilda Yeah, I still feel pretty good about having him on my yeah. side um, and in my in my starting squad on my on my ground. So, yeah. look, I think that maybe he's clearly going to be behind like a sheasel, but yeah. I still think he's going to be scoring decent enough to have as your sort of you know, sixth rookie on the... or your sixth player on your forward line. So Yeah, of, I mean, of all the guys that we spoke about that we didn't put in the lock list, he's the guy that's been in my side. The whole time. The whole time, so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm having him there, and I think his job security will be reasonably good, especially um, based on those little glimpses that he showed. When, you, when you're picking rookies, you're picking them for those little glimpses, and job security is a big thing for our rookies. So, yeah, yeah he's him. probable for me. So, yeah. I just want to uh, say his name. Yeah, Mark Philippousis, so. Matthias Philippousis. Uh, yeah, but he, he, he looks good to me, so I think yeah. that the, the talent will shine out and um, overcome maybe a, a less than optimal role. He might be one of the first rookies that we look to upgrade, um, you know, much like a Josh Rochelle. Last year I made the mistake of not going with a Rochelle yeah. uh, because I wasn't a fan of his role. I tried to save a bit of coin. I think that came back to bite me in the bum a bit, so um, I'm sort of trying to correct my mistake from last year. That's kind of a bit of learnings from me last year. I and mean, just go with those those guys where the talent is there and yep. um, and just sort of back at that in. So, yeah, that will do it for our forwards. Uh, next podcast, I think we're going to go through our midfield, which is going to be very, very diverse. Yep, um, there's definitely. obviously a lot more locks in these defenders and forwards, a lot more popular picks. In the midfield, uh, there's there's a very, very big spread of players over there. So, um, definitely excited to... To talk middies. Yeah, stay sure. tuned for that one. It's going to be, I think it's going to be where sides are going to be very different and where you're going to separate yourself come the start of the season. So, guys, thank you again for tuning along. Make sure you guys are subscribed. We are, we're getting up there. We might not make the 1,000 subscribers by the time the season starts, we're but close. we're still trying to get there, guys. Yeah. So, if you haven't already and you haven't been enjoying the preseason content, um, make sure you hit subscribe button. We will be, we'll be doing some content come the start of the season. Um, probably a couple of podcasts per week week uh so stay tuned for that so give yourself a uh uh you know jump on subscribe give yourself another another podcast to listen to yeah and just quickly on that that quest for um you know a thousand subscribers on youtube um thank you so much to all the people who yeah. have already supported us i think we're um trying to say it as frequently as possible but it's awesome to have so many people on oh, board blown away and enjoying the content hopefully um you know let us know if you disagree with us but let us know if you're having a good time listening as well we really appreciate it yeah, appreciate all you guys and all you guys that have listened along the way. And uh, again, we'll see you guys next time when we're talking midfielders. Bye.
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.